Views and opinions in the following program do not necessarily reflect those of TAP Detroit or its affiliates. Please listen carefully. The following program has been formatted for your mind. It's the final episode of the weekly live show as we bring you a special guest panel to discuss the local music scene, how we can improve it, how we can keep it growing, and more. We'd like to thank everyone for the last four years of supporting what we do, but like all good things, they eventually come to an end. Tonight's show will be brought to you completely commercial-free, so kick back and enjoy. The final episode of Hard Edge Radio starts now.
had to start it with Iron Maiden after that amazing show this past Tuesday night. What's up, everybody? For the last time, I get to say, at least the last time live on a Thursday, I get to say, what's up? I'm Howie D. Welcome to Hard Edge Radio. It's Thursday night. It's 8 o'clock. Uh, special show today, something I've always, always wanted to do, and actually wished I would have done it a little earlier, but uh, kind of glad that I saved it for the last show because it's something I, I needs to be talked about, I think. Uh, it's something I need, uh, I think it needs to be done. Um, I've got a panel show tonight, and I've got three people who not only uh, are, are people that I respect um, individually for everything they've accomplished, but these are also three people that uh, have really supported me, so I want to thank you guys for that. Uh, in studio as my in-panel guest, we've got uh, Gumby from Battlecross. Hi! We've got Matt Dalton from uh, Metro 37 and Dirtfest Promoter. Hi! <laughs> and we've got Mr. Chad Nicefield from Wilson and the Crowfoot. Hi! I was going <laughs> to try up, to get guys? the same pitch, but... I like that you went deeper. <laughs> How the hell are you guys? Good, man. Good. Somber now that I know it's like your last time. I feel I feel like uh, I should be like cooler, but I'm not. He Sorry. Was, yeah, the intro is... Yeah, Gumby got, got all depressed for the yeah, intro. He's like, dude. <laughs> it's like... My toe can reach the trigger of the shotgun. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> 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 no, we're good. We're here. Let's talk yeah. about the scene. Let's get fun. things going. Let's share some information and opinions. <laughs> In addition to these guys, we're also, uh, and I'm so happy that these guys all I wanted to be a part of it as well. We actually have some call-ins that are going to be coming in. Uh, we've got uh, Screaming Scott from WRF, who's been a good friend and a supporter of the show. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Tony Labrie. Just confirmed, actually, he's going to take some time from his live broadcast. He was actually going to join us in the studio, but so he got thrown a last-minute live thing. But super excited to have him calling in as well. And uh, our buddy Phil, PK, from 89X. So we're getting all kinds of input here as far as... Uh, it's all my ex-boyfriends. Yeah, right? <laughs> all my ex-lovers. Uh, so, you know what? Radio, we can swear, right? Of course. Okay, so of many course. So you fuck those guys. All yeah. right. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking because it's, it's very important to me to do this, too. Let's get... Let's get everybody promoting what they have coming up out of the way, and then we'll get right into the topics and stuff that I want to talk about. But uh, Gumby, latest with Battlecross. I know you guys are getting ready to go on tour. Yep, we are going out with uh, Soulfly and Suffocation and... Oh. <laughs> you, remember the, you remember the main two. Hey man, hey man, I'll get him. I'll get him. I'll get him. Uh, I even looked at that shit before I came, and I was like, "Don't, don't forget." <laughs> you didn't know there was going to be a quiz. Yep. And then we're doing a blood fest in uh, Howell. Howell. Oh yeah, yeah. Howell. Up, up north a little uh, bit. Yep. yep. With the Black Dahlia murder, so that's pretty cool. And I heard about uh, some European things. Yeah, we're going uh, to Europe in uh, August. So nice. we're we're I know we're doing Spain and Slovenia, and I'm I like. I don't know where else we're going. <laughs> I just like wait till it pops up and I'm like, oh, cool. We're going there. Of course. <laughs> All right. The element of surprise. Cool. Yep. Uh, Matt, what's the latest with you? Dirt Fest as always. It's a 24 7. Everyone's wondering, are you day. leaking at all? Are you planning two days again? Or are you going to scale it back? No, no, no. It'll be one day this okay. weekend. Yep. Um, and we're going to do some announcements for that this coming Monday. So if, okay. you watch our, uh, if you watch our Facebook page, we'll have some some pretty big news as far as that's concerned. Yeah, because don't you usually make the big announcement usually like May? Uh, yeah, usually we do a lineup announcement by mid-May, but okay. we, we've got some other stuff that we want to talk about um, that's going to be changing with Dirtfest this year for the, for the bigger. Okay. Cool, cool. Do you and guys got dates set for that yet? We do, and that Ooh. will all be uh, maybe Ooh. talked about on Monday. Ooh. Or maybe off the air. Maybe we're going to talk about that on the air, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything big coming up that you're excited about at the studio? Anybody you're going to be recording that's worth uh, tooting the horn? Aren't they all? If, uh, I, no, if, I, pick, you know, if I pick one, you get the then big I'm a dogs. Dick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, then, why did you say them and not us? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Exactly. All right, we'll skip that. Uh, Chad, what's up with Wilson, man? You guys, I heard, just went in and did a cover? 
Um, that moves the word. Uh, yeah. uh, but yeah, we, we're, 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 we've been writing while we've been home. We just got back from. Uh, we just got back we've from been Europe. Been home for like two weeks. I know. Not even. I know. You think that I would get some sleep, but I, I just haven't had any t- any time to. So this is the cryptic dick tease corner of the it show, is. where there it's like go. we talk a little bit, but not really. Well, we don't give you enough. We don't give you really <laughs> any information. Gumby doesn't know who he's yeah. touring with. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about Durfest. I don't even know when I'm gonna wake up tomorrow. Um, now we leave. Uh, we leave actually next week for tour we're going out with some dudes from detroit uh we came as romans uh cool. for like nine days and then we're doing a bunch of different like scattered dates around the like rock festivals in in april and may so like you know rock on the range and carolina rebellion and all that stuff and in between there's like some dates with um, <laughs> no big deal some yeah. dates with steel panther a couple dates with megadeth a couple dates with monster truck no big deal a couple, <laughs> <laughs> couple dates with avatar and then and then back home and then uh we're going to continue to write until we hit hit the hit the road again in the summer okay cool alba still doing well uh yeah uh, yeah i think so i mean all razor signs are north which is congrats by the way i haven't got to personally congrats you on the on the deal with uh, razor and tie so that's good stuff well thank you very much they're a cool label so uh i, I see they work with a lot of cool bands so I, i'm hoping you're happy at least it seems they're doing great things so we're, we're very happy with what's going on it's it's uh, all of a uh, all of its news in to us in our lives as you know as adults and who haven't really you know when you sign like a deal or whatever and like you're like wait so everything's got to change and you got to wait to like you know here here the thumbs up on things because you're just used to going forward at full speed but it's an awesome change so we're excited to be nice. embracing it gumby uh album still doing well you guys happy with how it's uh, the new one's done i guess i don't know i stopped paying attention <laughs> yeah. yeah it's velvet's job what the after, fuck after do three i know weeks, nobody gives a shit they're like you, guys, you either suck or you're still there i'm sorry i'm not being a dick or anything but like people just stop counting after week fucking four or something so it's like hey good job buddy yeah <laughs> hey way to go pal yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs you gotta up. get back on the road. Sell some more copies. <laughs> exactly. That's all I'm gonna say to you. <laughs> Yeah. So there's um there's a few different things I wanted to talk about and honestly obviously the radio guys are gonna be spaced out so we'll get their opinion on on the radio thing every time they call but what do you guys want to start with the main four and if you have an idea as well as another one um feel free to chime in the main four I want to talk about for sure um let me find my post because everyone's thank you by the way to everyone who shared this last eight hours it's been the whole day it's like iron maiden was two days ago all over facebook yeah. that's how hard edge radio has been today so thank you to everybody for uh you know i didn't notice that uh iron maiden was all I over know, yeah. my facebook <laughs> no, I, no I, didn't, I didn't see that at all at Mick all. mcdonald <laughs> no 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 mick <laughs> no. i didn't sit in traffic Did for you an hour and a half pork butts? <laughs> yeah, pork yeah. butts. so um what do you guys want to start with first um the main things i wanted to talk about were um um how to keep the scene growing you know you hear, you hear some people complaining about it's dying you hear some saying it's not dying it's just so many people are doing it the wrong way that it's hurting so that's one also i want to talk about uh, mistakes that bands are making um and, and and also slash into how bands need to be taken you know, what they need to do to get serious and take God, it to we'll the next that level one for the end because that's I got what i'm thinking hour and a half on my <laughs> yeah. own yeah no shit and then i also want to talk about how uh, internet radio fm radio and the fans can help grow the scene too so what do, what do you want to kind of start with We'll start with the first one. That sounded good. What okay. did you say first? Just in general, how how do we all work together? And and obviously, then we'll break it down and 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 and, and separate it. But what do we need to do to keep the scene growing? To keep it growing in the right direction? To keep it flourishing? Um, yeah, we'll start with that one. What do you, you know, one at a time. What do you guys think we need to do to keep our scene in Detroit real and important and continue to grow? Do you want to go, Matt, first? Or you I don't know. I'm kind of... See, Chad and I did something similar to this a few weeks ago okay. at, at the Crowfoot. We we had yeah. a panel, and we brought up some people that were all pr- very knowledgeable. I saw that. I couldn't make it. Yeah. Part of the words, right? 
The yeah, yeah, it was yeah, 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 and, yeah, and uh, Battlecross played. Yep, Battle Cross played. I actually thought it, for I already knew all the shit, but I was like, why isn't everyone here that's trying to be in music? Yeah, because they be set listening. it up from start to finish. Yeah, everybody that you work with, and I was like, and it was, yeah. I already know all this shit, but it ended up being real informative. I yeah. think for you know people that just don't have that little light bulb already turned on where they yeah. go, you know what this is this should be common sense you would think you would you think. would think it's common sense working together with people and not creating this adversarial environment where your band has to be the the best band or the biggest band it's not a competition and the only people that should truly be in competition i think are the bar owners to a degree because that part of the economy obviously they're really watching out for their bottom line yeah but we have all of these venues in the metro detroit perimeter i don't know how far you want to call that is it all the way out mm -hmm. to ann arbor or is it i mean what do you want to call yeah, it? i would consider it out to flint out to ann yeah, arbor flint to ann i arbor, would down yep. to maybe I, I, I think flint detroit are two different i mean commonly i mean the way that it works in like a buyer's world is like De metro detroit would be like up to pontiac to detroit and then it would kind of include ann arbor you know that there's not much of yeah. like there's not many venues out there but like for instance the blind pig you couldn't play the blind pig and play the crowfoot even though they are like an hour and a half away from each yeah, other right. yeah. if you were like touring that's just like a radius thing mm -hmm. yeah the clause so, the radius miles clause or yeah 30 days 30 miles you know whatever yeah whatever. so on that on that touring level when you have acts that are it's a lot bigger of a deal quote unquote they're yeah. coming into town from whatever their schedule is and you get to see them that one time for whatever that you know the last time they were here yeah that's a bigger deal but when you're talking about you know local bands and them trying to figure out where to play how often to play uh who to play with all of those things i think the the big thing that's been lost uh at least from from my perspective uh coming from putting on hall shows and you know chad and i grew up doing the hall show thing for you know since we were 15 years yeah, old yeah. Well, it was popular back then and it, and it should still be popular now and i think that's the, uh, that's yeah. a big thing that's that's gotten lost is the is the aspect that you can build a scene from doing these you know underground shows it yeah. doesn't always have to be at a bar sorry bar owners but no but it, that's you true house get, parties are fun you, too house parties you want to get the 12 13 14 year old kids involved mm -hmm. and get them out of the house and get them off their fucking phone and get them get used them, to going to shows get them used yeah. to yeah true and, and meeting other people half the time it had nothing to do with the bands the bands could truly mm -hmm. and honestly suck but the people in the bands could be cool and yeah. Then and those bands could actually end up becoming good bands. You never know. Some of them don't even get that opportunity to develop because they're never in a place where they can play in front of people where they can carve out, cultivate, that yeah, whole yeah, yeah like become better. You yeah. know, you got to work out the kinks sometimes and and become better band and play for people that tell you you suck. You learn. You learn yeah. how to and do you, the yeah. you know the deal. You learn how to be a band. You learn yeah. how to be, you know be professional. Show up on time. I mean, you learn that shit. Mm -hmm. It's a learning thing. You don't just wake up and you're a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think that too many bands think that they can learn from these online forums where they all just get together and they chat. I I belong to a few of them just to kind of like Hawkeye in on what kids talk about yeah. because it's my job. I got to attract these kids to come to record with me yeah because true. that's how i make my living so i have to kind of stay are you a predator yeah i'm a i'm a, to <laughs> I'm a total you little band first. predator <laughs> but i gotta you know i gotta keep my ear to the grindstone on do. what these kids are doing for, with their band so that i can get them to come into my studio what is it that they expect blah 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 yeah. and the thing that i see over and over and over again that these kids are doing is just giving each other bad information they're all regurgitating things that they saw somebody else say but none of them actually ever experienced any of it none of them 
actually ever did anything other than just watch a band that they already see being successful, whether it be an Attila or a Bring Me the Horizon or a, you know whatever it is. Yeah. They try to mimic what those bands are doing now without doing any of the things that brought those bands up to where they are. True, true. And so they get they put the card in front of the horse and they get way too eager to do things without understanding the business aspect of it. But, you know, stepping all the way back to where I started, you have to develop a relationship with the people who just live in in your area within a 20 minute drive or or whatever and get those people used to being like, hey, it's Saturday night. Let's go hang out with each other. And eventually... 200 300 people might make it a point to be like hey let's all get together and have a party and they're Mm -hmm. just you know that's that's really what it ends up being and those are the scenes that really start to thrive because there's a common interest there's a common goal and there's bands that circulate within that scene and people actually meet each other and there's a human element to it but i think that when all of these people try to throw it into the club scene and throw it into the bars right away where yeah. the cover charge you know you're you're being forced to sell tickets mm-hmm. the cover charge is usually ten dollars or more and then there's probably going to be an age cutoff so you're already eliminating you know how many yeah. hundreds of people <clears throat> who may actually be interested in getting involved in a scene yeah so you know the the hall show aspect and the five dollar you know rental hall mm-hmm. thing i think is where a scene can really 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 grow so we need to go back to starting young that's where they have start Start young absolutely start young and 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 teach kids that it's cool to go out and hang out and and hanging out doesn't just have to be twitter yeah and it doesn't just have to be facebook and it doesn't well, that have shit to needs be to Tumblr. stop I, I mean it's getting it's never so good. we're all hand, zombies dude. though we all say yeah. we hate it but I, we're all stuck to our fucking phone everybody, oh yeah for sure everybody. everybody and i'm no different i'm yeah. i'm in my phone all day long i'm not mm-hmm. saying that i'm i'm yeah. any better than that yeah. but but i I'm afraid for the people who didn't grow up with that opportunity, yeah. who who didn't know any different. Because when I was 15 years old, the internet was a crazy place where getting on a website meant memorizing something that was 400 characters long, and you had no idea how to even get there. And you know, an AOL chat room was going to be you know fun for about six seconds before somebody was trying to take your pants off. <laughs> so. Hanging out on the internet wasn't that cool at 15. So you actually did still go out and do stuff, but now it's totally different and and people are very satiated and very comfortable with being yeah. online and they don't have that mm-hmm. that alternative view of what life no, can be true. to that's go true. out and meet people because that's how I met people. That's how I met that's Chad. Yeah. That's how I met Kyle. Like that's how we met was being out at shows and being yep. socially active. Yeah. So to kind of wind, uh, round up this one, just we you think we need to go start, start younger? Go back to how we did it in the old days. I definitely agree yeah. we need to do that with the marketing. Like, everyone thinks they can just put together a Facebook ad and they're good. You, you know, get on your feed, go to shows, put flyers and car windshields. You know, <laughs> go talk Flyer. to people. Go say, hey, my name's yep. John. We're playing next Saturday at the Token. I mean, go talk to people, mm-hmm. you know? so If you don't mind, I'd love to say something about this. Yeah, real this quick. Because, yeah. Um, you know, like... Coming back to where it is, that exists. I'm not a big fan of EDM personally. You know, yeah, that's yeah. not what I do. But that's just where those kids are focusing their attention. Those kind of weird like shows that happen in these like underground places. They're they're cultivating an audience of like-minded people who are thinking, you know, like this is a cool place for me to come and meet my friends. Although I don't agree with all the drugs that they take to en- enhance those those situations. True, yeah, it's similar to our our hall shows where the kids drinking yeah. in the parking lot, smoking weed before the shows. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is we got to convince them, and people in bands have to. Convince 
convince these people who are going to these shows that rock and roll, metal, live live shows in general with people playing instruments are are way cool. You know, way. because we need so, kids to come up to exactly. bring their friends out. So, yeah, yeah. It, and that's just motivating them. If you're in a band, you have to you have to get out there and motivate these people and give them something to it's a party you know yeah, like give them a reason to want to come out they want to if they, even if they're straight edge they want to be there they want to be sweating amongst their peers so we as the the people who who know how that works need yeah. to get back down to that ground level and be like yo man this is way fun you just got to think outside of yeah. the production i'm going to chip my microphone or my cool. tooth on my microphone right. today. let's <laughs> get this done yeah and yeah. i and i can attest to that too as being a substance free guy my whole life it wasn't about the party for yeah. me it really was about, well, the, it's music. about the music so, yeah. so i mean you know if you can if you can entice them with the party aspect that's cool and if they're there for the music too that's cool too you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's like it doesn't always have to center around the yeah. drugs and alcohol True. obviously that's never going to go away and i'm not i'm not but that, should, that shouldn't it, but be I'm the saying, key thing you know well it, but no but it can be the key thing all i'm saying is e even even if you get them there you know with the you know hey dude there's weed like what you know what i mean 16 year old kids they smoke weed whatever yeah, let's yeah, not pretend that doesn't happen exactly yeah, right. but like go but see at the a same, show too yeah but at the same time yeah you're gonna learn about some bands yeah true cool all right guys um let's take a quick break actually let's do uh both of these guys at least the band guys in studio let's do some battlecross and some wilson and we'll be back to uh, talk more my local shit. music much isn't it <laughs> all right guys the final episode of heart radio on tapdetroit.com <laughs>
Hey, I know that guy. Super tough. The guy that just sang there. Who was that you, guy? It was you, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, right, guys, we're <laughs> back. We're Look back. Little Wilson right there uh, with Susan Jane, one of my favorites from them. We kicked it off with uh, some Battle Cross. Spoiled. Hmm. I like that one, by the way. Yeah, that was a good song. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I didn't write it. Hey, you remember that when you made that <laughs> I song? I yeah, you remember, remember that? when you made that? <laughs> Tony wrote cool. that song about how he that hates the cool. internet. And I was just like, that that actually works, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it fits. It fits, man. It fits. All right. It uh, ships. Welcome back to the panel show again. I've got uh, Gumby from Battlecross, Matt Dalton from uh, Metro 37 and Dirtfest, and Chad Nicefield from Wilson and the Crowfoot. So thank you again, guys, for agreeing to do this. Uh, this break, let's do, or this time, let's do, uh, let's talk about what the fans can do. We touched a little bit on that with the other question as far as what maybe the kids need to do, but in general, fans of all age, people who like going and seeing local music, what, what do they need to do Ooh. to help us keep the scene growing? I got this one. Go, brother. You can we definitely We Battlecross have great fans that have Battlecross, uh, we have a Facebook group, it's Battlecross United. Yes. Or B, uh, BFU, Battlecross Fans Unite, and it's, it, they are always just... The leader Manny is a fucking New Yorker, and he's a fucking loudmouth fucking guy, and I fucking love him. <laughs> is that who started it, Manny? Yeah, okay, Manny, cool. He's on it. He don't. He don't give a fuck. And but they they're always you know they figure out what you know the best way that they can do as band or as fans just to be like, hey, let's call Sirius and try to get him on back on the Devil's Dozen. <clears throat> Okay. Let's uh, you know, we offer like special packages just for the Battlecross fans unite, just because like they're like, what can we do? Give us some good content, and we'll pay top dollar for it because it's not, it's yeah. not like you know, we don't want to support you guys. You guys are our favorite band. Like, of give, course, of course, give us you know, give some special stuff, and we we just fucking hook them up, and they they just help, and they just want to be fans. That's it. That's all a fan can do is just want to be a fan. That's it. That's yeah. all they can do is just want it. True. Matt? I mean, I think it's important that people don't lose sight of turning their friends on to being fans, kind of oh, yeah. like what you were saying. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, help spread the word and, yeah, you know, make your presence known to the to the radio stations and whatnot and show those people that there is support. But, I mean, nothing can really go farther than a friend telling a friend, and now you got two mm -hmm. people that like your band when there was only one. And, I mean, everybody's seen that Wayne's World scene and – for, they, you tell know, they tell two friends and they tell and two so friends. on and but so i mean on. that <laughs> that really is i mean that's that's the best you can do is is get more people involved and i mean obviously you want people spending some money because it it's required but i mean at the end of the day you know more people supporting a band is what you need and and how can you make it any simpler than that yeah you can't that's true uh, I, I would have to mirror both of those um, those replies, but I think just strictly, you know, like you know, m entertainment money is pretty slim nowadays in mm -hmm. general in anybody's budget. So you know, you kind of got to watch what you're doing with it, especially when you have things like families or bills to pay and all that stuff. So when you take the money out of the equation, the simplest thing that what B Gumby Scott call the I'm trying to get to us uh, screaming Scott call the studio three one three four two nine zero eight zero one. You're calling my cell. Oh, <laughs> all right. Go ahead. The biggest thing that they could do is 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 yes, tell somebody. But if you can attend, if you can show up, if you can even, mm -hmm. even if it's on the in, the internet or whatever to attend the Facebook, yeah. we have a Facebook group too. It's called the House of Fuckery. And when you you know if you can be a part of that stuff, even if you just take whatever information the band gives you and spreads it around the internet, it works. You know, like um, just show up in any way that you can, and don't be afraid of the repercussions of it. Don't be afraid to go to a show. You know, yeah. Like, 
just get out of your house. Everybody's no, going to have a good time. You just know? on a side note, if I heard about the Facebook groups BFU and the House of Fuckery, I just I, I, I would not know that I was looking up bands <laughs> at that point. I'd be happy to be on the internet until I saw like, bearded guys. Like, oh, man, this is not what I was looking I guess for. I put this uh, away. Right, guys, I think we got uh, Screaming Scott here. Hey. Hey now. Scotty, are you there? I'm here. Are you there? I got you now, brother. What's going on? That works. <laughs> Just uh, doing my show while you're doing your show. I like it, dude. Yeah, I was, you were the hardest one I was worried about coordinating with. So thank you for taking a few minutes. <laughs> you actually chimed in. At, you actually chimed in at a good time, brother. Um, we're actually talking right now about uh, about what what we think the fans need to do of local music to support. Obviously, you know, you know, you know going to shows and and trying to get people to go out to shows and support local music. What do you think the fans can do to help us keep the scene growing? Call and annoy you at the radio station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the thing to do is, uh, as consumers and as uh, uh, public people, uh, we need to alert our congressmen and the people that we vote into office to change these damn laws so it's not so damn hard to go out to the bar for a night. True. That's, that's one. <laughs> that's Other one. than that, just get off your ass and get out and support local music. doesn't matter what the date is. It's, uh, it's come down to... Uh, it's come down to basically, you know, it, there's jam nights on certain nights. There's full shows on different nights. And, uh, you know, a lot of the local bands are supporting a lot of the national acts that come in through the week. Because, you know, with the Motor City, we always get stuck with some. Oof. I think we just lost him. Oh, no. Like, Scotty, call right back, brother. <laughs> Yeah, I was worried about him the most, like I said, because he's the only one that's actually on the air right now. Like, <laughs> Tony's just doing a. a, a there he is. <laughs> All right, there you are. We lost you for a second. Continue, sir. <laughs> well, it's 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 just easy. We just got to get the people and stuff just to just to support the local rock and roll. These bands, you know, they spend so much money on gear and the talent of you know pissing off mom and dad in the basement or wherever <laughs> they're rehearsing at and going out to play you know a show that you know, literally a hundred dollars or less sometimes. These bands, sure. they're just getting started. You know, original and cover bands. You know, we all we all fight hard and stuff to get people out there so we're we're doing our part but again it's it's changed so much with social media and all that yeah it, it should be an edge but uh, uh a lot of the bands are, are just relying too much on social media to where they could get back to you know the old school days of just going out and firing cars yeah, we actually mentioned that exact thing yep cool you know, and here's one Local bands should go out to other local bands <laughs> and shows, shows and support them and talk, pass out flyers, go, hey, guys, love your show. Hey, come check out us. Yeah. It's no, networking. It's, 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 that's how we're going to make the future go a lot better for this scene. Because yeah. the, the scene's not dead. It's, it's got a pulse to it. There's, it's just out there. Yeah. You just, you just got to give it a chance. No, that's true through awesome i appreciate oh, you calling it by, by, by the way but before we continue i just i have to wish you and the local partiers in your studio a happy national beer day hey all right, all right. now here's a trivia question Howie. yeah for you and in your panel okay name well at least name three fourth will be a bonus okay three rock bands that have their own beer Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden yeah, Megadeth, Slayer, and Motorhead. Ooh, I was going to add well, there, you go. there, there you go. And okay. Kid Rock. Now, <laughs> name a local Detroit band that has their own beer. Kid Rock? No, well, Kid Rock, yeah, you can call it. <laughs> local, I meant. Not national, local. Does uh, Chit have a beer? 
No, we, we should, though. But it probably wouldn't taste good. Yeah. I don't know, local? <laughs> it, it probably tastes like Chet. Yeah, exactly. I can't think of a local one. Is there one? Yeah. There's a brand new one that just came out. Uh, Vinny uh, Dabrowski from Sponge. Okay. It's not Sponge, but the Orbitsons have their own oh, brand of beer out. Really? Just came out. Wow. Hmm. Well, something there you go, to check guys. Out. Yeah, something to check out. All right, Buzzy, thank you, man, and thanks for always. Uh, you always done a great job supporting me and, and what I'm doing here at Hard Edge Radio. So thank you, and I love you, Buzz. And congratulations on your run. Thanks, Bye. bud. Bye. <laughs> Later, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to add before the next break? Uh, we only touched a little bit, I think, on on what the people can do. I mean, we mentioned what bands can do to encourage fans, but anything else you really think is important for the the fans of music to do? Is it just simply? Spreading the word and making yeah. keep keep taking people out to shows and getting people to support local music is it that simple? I think it. I mean, it has yeah. to be that simple because it it falls down to an emotional investment on the part of the fan, and you can't see what I see a lot, especially from people in bands, is they'll they'll promote a show, then the show doesn't go the way they expected it to, and then they start berating their fans on you know True. on their Facebooks or whatever it is about. Hey, where are all of our fans? We thought we we had friends that were going to come out and support us. Blah 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 blah, and they're blaming the other people for not having that emotional investment in what it is that they're doing. And and I don't think that that's fair. That's kind of like you know, going through a breakup and then trying to bargain with the with the other person and saying, why don't you love me anymore? You know, you can't do that. You can't you can't talk someone into loving you. And and that's, that's the true. same and that's, that's the true. same thing. You know, with a, a band's relationship with a yeah. <laughs> a, band, a band's relationship with with their fans, you can't talk them into into loving you. They have to they have to, they have it, to find that it. on their no, own. Yeah, true. but then but once you start being able to identify who those people are that love you, you can kind of exploit that in a way. I don't mean to say exploit, but I mean that's kind of it's what kind it is. Of what Cultivate. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You find those people and you and you turn them into ambassadors of of your band and your brand, and hope that they will take it upon themselves to get other people as emotionally invested in your music as they are because you know as a band you can do only so much with your message until it really just becomes you're just hammering people over the head and and you're True. and you're almost annoying so once you find that thing that clicks with a few people if you can get that to to spread but you, so as a fan if you understand that aspect from where a band is coming from where you know you don't want to be the band that's constantly in everybody's face all the time pay attention to me pay attention yeah. to me love me love but me but you love do me. need a presence you know you need a presence but you still got to you got to still play it cool yeah. you, you know what i mean you can't <laughs> make money strong yeah yeah just you know which gummy is not pl- cool he's can't loud he's drive. loud and out there right. so <laughs> can't just shove it in dry yeah so just and then and, you know from that from that standpoint just have that that mental awareness as as a fan if you love this band and you want them to continue making music for you and and entertaining you that it's important for you to tell other people and turn them on to it as well so that feedback gets back to the band and says oh wow what we're doing is connecting with people we can continue doing this and it's worth it for us to continue doing this because people are responding and and so you know it it can't always be from paid advertising on the band's behalf or Mm -hmm. cramming it down everyone's throat the the fans really do have to understand how important their role is in spreading that message yeah I, i always refer to the analogy of a matchbook yeah um, if you you know one match inside of a matchbook can light the whole entire thing on fire, <coughs> and you can't expect just because you purchased a lot of equipment and you're playing a show that people need to come out and ex- in in support you. Yeah, that's you can't up, that's it. you. Like yeah. yeah, exactly. That's that's your you're in your yourself in your friend's own like decision. You made that. There's no nobody's gonna like 
to come calling because you have an instrument in your hand. So you have to you have to understand that like first it starts with the band. You want people to come with your shows. You have to like you said excite them, and then that's when that first match comes off, and you find that fan that you're excited for, that you you've ex- excited starts with one, and then two, and then three, and the whole thing's lit up on fire. And uh, you know you got to find that like Matt said that that match and and just really nurture it. You know. So would you guys <clears throat> before we take this next break? Would you guys all agree that it's it's kind of that. It's kind of that saying about how it takes a whole village to raise a child. It, it takes everybody in this scene. It takes the bands, the ones that used to be from here that are breaking out, the ones that are local now, the fans, everyone needs to work together, the venue, the promoters, the radio people. Mm-hmm. We all, do you guys at least agree that everyone needs to really, really, really you know, care about this shit for it to continue to grow? Yeah, man, yeah, that's undeniable. 100%. Music is just a thread, you know? Yeah. All right, guys, uh, we'll do another break real quick. Let's do uh, one local, one national. We'll throw in some Against the Grain. Uh, one of their new tracks, these guys, another band that's tearing it up and hitting some uh, tours out on the road with uh, some bigger names. And then we're going to do some Kill Switch Engage, something off the new record. And then uh, back to Straight talk to more mind. panel. That's what I'm going to play, too. So good Yeah! Call. Oh, yeah! <laughs> All right, guys, back in a few. The final episode of Hard Edge Radio on tapdetroit.com.
on Kill Frick Engage. You're listening to the Hard Edge Radio Show. just say wow for that new kill switch yeah bro you ain't gotta tell me none i was like Dang. it's so good i'm so proud of them man they're just i'm wow great 
just killing it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, back. Uh, we're doing these special panel shows tonight. Again, we've got uh, Gumby from Battlecross, Matt Dalton from Metro 37, and uh, Dirt Fest promoter, and uh, Chad Nicefield from Wilson and the Crowfoot, talking uh, a little bit about a couple different topics here. Uh, as far as the scene, man, how we can keep it growing, um, you know, what bands need to do. This is actually the band break. Uh, also calling in in probably about uh, five or six minutes, we got Phil PK from uh, 89X. But uh, guys, let's start with this one, uh, maybe a minute or two each. Um, what mistakes do you see local bands making the most right now that they need to stop doing? Start with uh, whoever, whoever wants to start. Stop showing up late. Stop bitching about selling tickets. You have to sell tickets. Sorry about your fucking luck. <laughs> okay. I've, I've sold tickets. I've never bitched about selling tickets. I've never bitched about making sure I had people go through the door. If you don't prove your worth, then how is anyone going to be like, yeah, bring them back because, you know, my bartenders are going to get paid. My booking agent is going to get paid. My sound guy is going to get paid. My lighting guy is going to get paid. My security guy is going to get paid. Nobody's going to fucking come to your show just because you're cool. Fuck off. Who are you? Yeah. Be, yeah. Don't worry about it. Sell tickets. I've sold. I sold. One time I sold $1,600 worth of tickets to Hatebreed. It was like my first show at Harpo's. $1,600. Hand him the money. He's like, you're on in five minutes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Was that, was that IDK before Battle yeah, Cross, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah IDK. <laughs> so, uh, and it's just, don't. Uh, so do the work, man. Do, do the work. Do the work. It, when it, green Room is not a fucking hangout for you. Do your set. If you need to keep something safe, that's cool. But don't fucking come in there, drink all the fucking uh, national bands, writers, and just be like, oh, it's cool, right? It's for the bands. Like, no, actually, there's a fucking way this shit works. Yeah. Every band gets one thing a day. Yeah. That's what they live on. You're eating someone's dinner. Yeah. Okay, it's beer, but somebody still negated dinner to get the beer. Yeah. Okay. That's true. <laughs> that shit didn't just come out of nowhere. Somebody was like, no, 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 I'd rather have beer. And in my band, that's every fucking night. Yeah. So <laughs> stop drinking our beer because I don't drink it and I got to hear them bitch about it and I would just rather them be drunk and just like, shut up, go to bed. Uh, and just be, just be a part of the scene. Just get in there. Don't make an ass out of yourself because i've made an ass out of myself and i've learned my lessons don't, yeah don't just cool the fuck down yeah. matt 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 what do you think Ooh, and with that with that it's mr matt dalton no i think uh on a totally opposite level from that from that live aspect of putting in the work i think that it's important <clears throat> that uh you write a song that people like True. and not and not just expect that any fucking thing that you throw together in GarageBand is going to be loved. Is gonna, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just put together the coolest song ever, and I'm going to teach it to my four other band members, and the guy that plays bass in the band who doesn't really know how to play bass, but he's in the band because he didn't know what else to do, but he wanted to hang out with us. It's like, put together a good band, get in a room with each other, and start cranking out some shitty tunes until you come out with a really killer tune that people are going to react to because, I mean, I'll tell you, I can't tell you how many times I have bands come into my studio that they, all they did was kind of type into their computer what a song should be with MIDI drums and crappy guitar riffs that are complete ripoffs of everything else. There's nothing fresh about it at all, and there's 100% no chemistry to it yeah. at all. And if you're going to be a band, you should be a band. And if you're going to be you know, just a songwriter or a producer, I mean, that's cool, but don't try to translate that to people and think that it's all of a sudden going to be something that they all lose their minds over because there's no chemistry to that yeah, and it's got to be a good song yeah you got to have good songs that's what it is it's music yeah. you got to yeah. have a good song it's not about who's in your band it's not about 
you know what friends you have. Who I mean, you know. That, that part. I mean, it'll yeah, take that, you so, yeah, that'll so. take you so far. Yeah. But if you don't have some substance, you're not going to have anything for anybody to sink their teeth into. Your image will not matter. Your hot girlfriend who sells merch is not going to matter. Yeah, it's it's going to come down to that song taking you from here to the next good song that you write. Yeah, and so actually have band practice often and if your buddy that you grew up with isn't that good at drums get a new drummer get a new drummer (laughs) yeah Yeah, like what you know do what you have to do if you really want your band to be a good band that people will come out to the show and you don't have to berate people after the fact because no one wanted to come out to listen to your shitty band become a good band yeah chad mistakes you see uh, what's that? Mistakes that you see. Oh, yeah. I, I w- I'd probably put a, uh, a twist on both of those things because obviously you want your music to be f- uh, the best that you possibly can. And in order for people to continue to come see you, they're going to want to remember something from your show. But more more importantly, I think there's uh, there's uh, an aspect of overplaying or ex- expectations uh, about what you should and shouldn't be playing until you do the things that Gumby has said, like eat some shit play some shows where like you're opening up you know 15 minutes after doors and you sold a bunch of tickets for build cultivate some sort of trust within the promoters and your scenes your scene and the fans that are coming out to see shows that they're you're worth to come back and and see and don't expect that you're going to get the opening you know going to open for the 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 national act and act in the thousand cap room right off the bat and don't get sour that take you a year to do it because most every band who you've seen like take themselves from out out of the detroit area and onto into the van on the road that's because they've done that same sort of thing they've done that same thing for a long time around here and somehow caught attention in somewhere else around their surrounding areas and that grew and they grew and it grew you got to take each market like a detroit market grand rapids flint all these places and you have to do the same thing yeah. in all of them in order i've for always that said that you know you start here once you get detroit then you move out then you get the lansing area you, you want to dominate michigan first before you go and go further and just just know that like the 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 hurdles that please people like we've jumped over you know and gotten to the next stop stop yeah. i mean next place in our it, it didn't come overnight and to tell you the honest truth there's even more hurdles now than there was then. Oh, absolutely it's a whole different set so don't think that just because you've achieved one thing that you're good enough to achieve the next thing or whatever or that it's just automatically going to come rolling in yeah. because you accomplished one thing get your at it's always just always stay grounded get your ass back in the practice space write more more tunes just because you got one that people like that doesn't mean shit you need another one you need three of them you need five of them and you know and so on and so on and always respect the people that are around you the venues mm-hmm. the promoters the other bands never take Take that for granted and, and cultivate your relationships with them because they, they that word of mouth thing when you're very beginning of your roots it means everything true if you show up empty handed to a promoter and you think this is shit i have to sell tickets or whatever it is man i know it sucks but there's if you want to play a venue then that's what you need to do if you want to play hall shows i would love that but yeah. they don't exist anymore at least i'm not seeing them the, yeah, at line, the lions rare. club and there's not people that are just showing up to smoke cigarettes with their friends on a friday night you yeah. know True. so you have to get these people to come into a, a venue to see them so just do the work and be cool. keep your head down you know? and i'd also like to add and i'm surprised none of you did because the perfect timing phil's actually calling i think bands need to stop playing so much I, you don't know how many bands I see that when I'm reading like the upcoming shows at the Ritz or Diesel, they're playing every other week within the yeah, same 20 no, mile radius. This is so. definitely my next little point. It's like, cool. Space it out. Right. Space <laughs> it out. Let's see what Phil's got space to say. It. We should have uh, should have PK from 89X. What's going on, brother? 
Hey, what's up, man? Nothing, man. We're actually... Uh, hi, yeah. Phil. <laughs> Everybody on the panel says hi, Phil. <laughs> oh, hello there. Hey, we got we're... a lot of people in the studio today. Yeah, and it's all people Martin. that I respect and love. So we got Gumby from Battlecross and Matt Dalton and uh, Chad from Wilson. So we're having a good time. Uh, some of my favorite people, all in one place. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But hey, real quick, um, we're actually kind of discussing the band thing right now. As as someone who who does the Homeboy Show on 89X, and as somebody who works with a lot of bands, um, quickly, what problems do you see with with local bands, and, and what they need to stop doing, and and what should a band be giving you if they want to get seriously taken on 89X? What do you expect when somebody sends you music? So maybe first, real quick, do you see any problems with the scene? What problems do you hate the most about local bands? Uh, my my biggest issue that I have is uh, kind of a sense of almost entitlement that that some of the newer bands have. They think you know, well, you know, I've I've recorded a, a song by myself in my crappy little studio, and you know, I think that this is this is worthy of of airplay, not just on you know local radio, but you know, like this should be in heavy rotation. It's like you have no sense of entitlement, like. You need to work. You need to you need to do things properly. You need to go through the right channels. You need to have a good recording. You need to promote yourself. You need to promote your shows. Don't just expect people to show up. So I think that's the the biggest problem that I frequently see when when bands are submitting. They just feel that you know just by submitting that you know we're just gonna just take care of them and do everything for them. When really you got to get out there. You gotta hustle, and you gotta you gotta work for yourself. Nobody should be handing you anything. And Phil, when you say you have to go through the right channels, what would you say those right channels are? Because I think that that's kind of a nebulous uh, area for a lot of people. They don't know what the right channel to go through is. What what would you say the steps are that a band should go through if they do want to get their song taken seriously? Um, I think well, first and foremost, I mean, you you need to have. You need to have a good song. I mean, that that's just at a base level with the band. You need to have the right people in your band, people that you know you can you can work with creatively and you know professionally. But you know, from there, All you take your song. You need a good recording of it. Don't yeah. don't go and record it. You know, just on on your laptop through the speakers and send that in. Like, go somewhere where they do this for a living. Yeah. You know, save up the money, play a few shows to you know make that money and you know just keep building building your brand from there and it all starts with like i said it starts with the band with a good song with a good recording and then from there you can kind of go you know you can go wherever you want with it you know you just you have to take the right steps initially you know before before you try and you know take over the world you gotta you gotta crawl before you can walk yeah, and honestly, everything you said pretty much was touched on by somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially the the entitlement thing. Like uh, somebody mentioned that that yeah, don't just just because you do one thing good or just because you accomplish a thing or two, don't think that everything else is going to just come to you. You got to keep working. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even you know, not just on a local level, on a national level too. I see plenty of yep. of bands that you know they finally get signed to a label and their their songs start getting worked to to radio. And, you know, it's, you know, they're on cloud nine and then <laughs> that song's over. And it's like, all right, what do you got next? Yeah. And if you don't have something and you're not hustling and you're not working, you go away. You see plenty of, of one hit wonders. You see plenty of bands that, you know, they, they think that they've made it and, you know, they really haven't. Yeah. I appreciate you, Phil. You're someone else who is, has always supported the things I've done and, and you've been a great, a great guy to me. So thank you uh, for supporting me so much these last couple of years. I love you, brother. 
Oh, of course, man. And, and seriously, like this is it's seriously an honor to, to be part of this show. I mean, you've done nothing but fantastic things for for the city, for local music, and I'm, it, it's it's kind of bittersweet. Like I'm, I'm very happy to be part of this, and you know, be uh, be, be yeah, just be part of this. But also, I'm sad to see this show go. Yeah. I mean, you've done <laughs> Thanks, such, <man. laughs> such wonderful things, man. Thanks, hey, hey, Phil, you coming to uh, the Tigers Day opening party tomorrow for uh, Ink Addict? Um, I, I plan on stopping by. I actually have I have my own event going on uh, during the exact time that our morning show is going to be out there. But I plan on stopping by afterwards. And uh, I canceled your event. Crazy. I, I canceled it. You're you're coming. Yeah, he said you're free. He so you said can I'm come Matt out. Dalton. And, and I and I canceled Matt's event to have you over at my house for chicken wings. Okay, <laughs> Phil. Thanks for calling, uh, in, brother. Of course. All man. right, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Take on. care, brother. Bye bye. All right, I didn't really cancel your event, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was sweating. You guys are all good, I think. All right, quickly, before we take a next break, um, to get to the next level, maybe a minute or so, Gumby, what, what should bands do to get to the next level? Like right now, if, if, there, if there's someone who's right there right now that has good music, that has maybe somebody good helping them out, whether it's a manager, promoter, what do they need to do to get to that next level? I can't. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> well, because yeah, you, you I'm, definitely I'm, can't plan it. it. You can't to, plan it. You can't plan it, man. I mean, like literally, how how we got it is, uh, fucking Shannon Lucas and the Black Shannon Lucas and the Black Dahlia murder. Yeah, they heard us. He pushed us to Metal Blade, and we just knew someone inside, and we had a good manager that had a business mind on her, and she understood, you know, how to conduct business. So she helped us uh, make the label and j just from you know the Black Dahlia and Shannon Lucas just throwing our name in, in the hat yeah. that's what helped us rise and then we just you know one thing led to another and it's just it's lightning in a bottle I can't say that any there's one way for anyone to do it there's no one person to call there's no one it's just getting someone to believe in you yeah. and raping that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> raping yeah. that until it's all worn out and you can't use it anymore yeah I'm sorry for the analogy. No, right. Horrible. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Matt, Matt, do, well, you, do you think do you think that a band that wants to get to the next level needs a manager? Yes and no, and yes and no. Yes and no, it, and it, yes, yeah. Because I mean, like like Gumby's saying, it's you need someone who believes in you. But there are some bands who are very well self-managed, and there are some people. That mm -hmm. Every everyone has different skill sets, and yeah. some people have you know they're multifaceted, and some people are just good at one thing, and and that is what it is. And I know their manager, and she does have a plan. And and what I was going to say earlier is that you have to have a plan, and you have to kind of devise something that you know whether you get thrown off course a little bit to the left a little bit to the right you still have some steps in place that you think are going to be your goals because if all you're doing is just throwing shit at the wall and hoping that it sticks you're going to do that forever and ever and ever and you're not really doing anything to climb a ladder that you set for yourself so you have to identify what your goals are and even if it's write those things down on paper if your goal is attract a manager then put all of your eggs in the basket of finding a manager and so Someone who's going to believe you, believe in you, and and help take you to those levels. Because if you don't know what they are in your own head, and you don't have, if you can identify to yourself that you're not that person that has that skill set to be the the you know the gun ho person to do all of those things, find someone who can. But there has to be somebody who does know how to put together a plan because you can't just hope. 
You know what I mean? You can, of course, you yeah. can, you yeah. can sit in a room all day and just hope that somebody one day stumbles upon you and what you're doing, but that's never going to happen. You have to put together yeah. some kind of plan. And like Gumby said, there is no one plan. There's no one way about yeah. it, but you have to at least put together the way for you. And if you get some somewhere down the line and you realize that plan isn't working, don't be afraid to go back to the drawing yeah, or retweak it or something. Yeah, Chad, as as someone who I mean, obviously Battlecross got the blew up years ago and is still doing great. You guys have really been blowing up this last year or two. What's your advice to uh, be pliable? You know, uh, develop some tough skin and listen to people. Uh, and once you do those things. That's when you can start to really develop a plan because you're going to hear a lot of. I just ate a hair. You can hear. Sorry. <laughs> you, you're going to hear a lot of no's. You know what I'm saying at the very yeah. beginning of the the very beginning of your quest, and just go back to the drawing board with your plan in mind and try to figure out a way to um, find yeses and not. You know, Matt mentioned like find the manager if that's what your your goal is, but at the same time, you need to find the right person. You need to find the pe- people who know and can identify what you're doing as a band. And, uh, and can help you achieve your goals by sticking to the plan. Um, and that, you know, like you're going to hear, you have to change a little bit because, I mean, everybody's different. You got yeah. five people in a band, then you bring some team members on and all that sort of thing and things with different personalities and different scopes of life. Just understand that it's perspective is everything and that your first idea is probably not going to be the last thing that comes out of it, which is a lesson that I've taken uh, from this, my, my journey or whatever. Yeah. But just, you know, don't don't stop. If one person tells you no, you keep going. You know, and, yep. and just keep fucking going. For you, for you two band guys, for for Gumby and Chad. Um, hey, I'm a band guy, just not anymore. Not well, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we've, got, we've got your recording and promoter experience here, sir. <laughs> but no, for you two, uh, Gumby and and, uh, and Chad. Anything you've been disappointed about, like something that you thought maybe when you got to that certain level that was going to be there or, or happened that didn't happen? Anything anything disappointing yeah, so I far? Thought, I thought I might be able to pay a, like a phone bill or something. <laughs> you know, maybe like me and Tony have a, a running joke. It's like, we're make, getting groceries this tour. I got a check today and it was <laughs> yeah. 140 bucks for yeah. like six months of, uh, you know, I'm like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, when I, I open my BMI check and I get $400, exactly. I'm like, yes, because <laughs> I toured fucking seven months. <laughs> That's exactly what I was referring to. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. disappointments happen every day, but it's, yeah. it's all how you swallow that, that disappointment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think that I could predict anything tomorrow, you know, cause even when you're inside of the, you know, you're inside of the world that you've been trying to get inside of it, it's, it's they don't, they don't fucking know what's going on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't expect that. Yeah, they don't you're going to have all the know. answers, you know? I, I don't think you're just like, so I'm, I'm probably the smartest one here and knows what he wants to at least do with his fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and you guys are all making money off me. But th- there's a there's a big, oh shit there's a bigger picture to that too though. I mean, just yeah. between the two of you, how many continents have you been to? Even well, of course, if, the traveling. Even, you know what I mean? The, yeah. The, oh yeah. The life experience aspect of being in a band, like whether you mm-hmm. get to cash a great check at the end of the day, you have some amazing life experiences. Oh, they'll never forget. That, yeah, that it's a true. lot of people aren't afforded. So mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not saying that to boost you up and go, hey, stop, you know, complaining about the, the low. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but but all of that to say, I mean, music is an avenue to to open up 
your life to so many more experiences and if you are only focused on the the aspect of i want to see people in front of me who know my music and i want to play on that stage you're forgetting about all of the other things that come along with it and the the more successful you are as an artist and the, and the farther that your band can take you you really do end up with these beautiful life experiences of getting to travel and meeting new people and touching other people's lives and, yeah. and being changed by those people who are in your life and learning so much more about yourself and about the world through those goggles of, of music which is such a universal thing as it is so to to be able to have that as a part of your life it, it's it's important to not forget that that's you know that that's a great you're getting off part topic of here we were I'm talking sorry. about the bad stuff well, yeah, okay? he had, didn't ask about the good shit he's like we're talking about the bad shit i think that there's something in there too because if, if i may chime in really of quickly course, um yeah. they're like if you are like, for instance, we're you know we, we need to maintain ourselves financially in order to continue to do it. But if you're out there in the world yeah. absorbing all these life experiences and keeping your eyes open and your mind open and your ears open, yeah. there's probably going to be something that falls in in line with what you like to do in life and can pop up probably get some opportunity out of it. For me, it's been making film. It's been, uh, okay. it's been, you know, getting involved in being a producer on music videos and all these different things. You know, that's only because I was doing the stuff that we were doing with my band to begin with on, on our own with a friend in those, because I like that I've opened up other opportunities for myself through music and music only. And if yeah. I didn't have a band and didn't have these, this avenue to let this thing inside of my brain out, then I wouldn't have garnered any more experiences to possibly make a life uh, for myself while I make music. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly how my studio and Dirtfest started. It was being in a band, and then those opportunities grew into these other things that have sustained me into my. I'm now 67 years old. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess the disappointing <laughs> thing is probably you started wanting to be just a musician, and you ended up you're something totally different. You're you're a music. Well, buyer, you have to be a businessman. Yeah, businessman. It's like, oh, you, everyone just thinks that. Oh, I'm going to be in a band. Well, it's not. You're going to be in a band. You you're gonna you're going to be something else because by the end of this thing, you're either going to work in a crew. You're going to work on a stage or you're going to be doing something behind the scenes and you're not going to be uh, on the stage anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the progression of it. That's how I've seen everything go. It's like, hey, man, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing here? I didn't see your band. I'm like, oh, no, man, I'm selling merch or I'm running sound or I'm doing lights. Yeah, true. It's like, oh, cool, bro. <laughs> yeah. There's ten, tons of opportunity out there uh, that, and this is just one vessel, you know, like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that that music uh, like I, I mentioned the thread or whatever that just like mm -hmm. buy and you know here the three four of us are all tied together by this one exact conversation but yeah. through all that we're gonna find resonance in something else and be able to like open your mind to something and you're opening my mind to something and then I'm like oh I didn't think about that there's an opportunity there to do something else with my life you know and absolutely that, I don't think unless you're the Foo Fighters and, or your or your Metallica or all these bands or Bruce Dick you know or Iron Maiden <laughs> Guns and Roses Guns and all these yeah. bands that are yeah. like the, the, the echelon of what you're trying to achieve when you first picked up a guitar or whatever it is yeah. until you make it to you know right around there you're probably not going to be able to pay for your entirety of your life and the lifestyle that you think you should have True. with music so yeah. you're going to be able to have to do other things people come back home from tour whether they're in the most successful you know a, a band that's like Killswitch that's mm -hmm. um, headlining doing a thousand plus maybe two thousand tickets a night yeah. they might be able to afford most of their lives but I guarantee it like a dude um, like Adam is, is recording music on the yeah. side and this guy might run a, run a record store or whatever 
whatever it may be, they're doing all sorts of other things to supplement the lack oh, of absolutely. income. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it's funny how many how much the, many of these local bands actually think like, especially you know, yeah. you guys are Metal Blade now, you guys are Razor and Tie that think just because you're on a known label that your life's an easy, and it's <laughs> not. It's not like that at it's all. Even, even heavier. Dude, uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> two, two of my best friends are both signed to different bands on Napalm, and they both definitely work day jobs when they're not. Oh on yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So. So, you go. You come home. You get a nice night's sleep, and you're you wake back to right back to Kroger. Wake, <laughs> exactly. wake the fuck up, because ain't nobody gonna pay your bills but you, buddy. Yep, you're nice. back to beyond the dishwashing, you know, whatever yeah. it may be, and and you got yeah, you got to keep your head up, you know. You yeah. got to be like, there's no shame in that. Yep. I, I'm a human being. I just I just happen to be. You know, doing. I, I think we're the too, most you know? functional drug addicts ever. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably true. <laughs> too funny. All right, guys, uh, discussing uh, the local music and stuff on this panel. Uh, we're gonna take one more break. We're gonna do some uh, one more from Battlecross, and then we're gonna do some uh, becoming from Pantera, and then we'll be back to talk a little bit more. The wait, final wait, show. Are, are you gonna play Pantera then Pantera? No. Oh, <laughs> back in a few. Hardage Radio. Last show.
Philippe Anselmo, and you are absolutely 100% listening to Hard Edge Radio. All right, guys, welcome back. Hard at Radio, the last show uh, doing our special panel tonight. Again, we've got uh, Gumby from Battlecross, Matt Dalton from Metro 37 and Dirtfest, and Chad Nicefield from Wilson Hello. and the Crowfoot. Hello. Say hi again, guys. Hi. <laughs> we were Googling Vinnie Paul during the break. Yeah, yeah we were. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have well, let's around. do this. Um, Tony Labriga is going to be calling in at exactly 9.30. Gumby actually brought up... I hate up- that guy. I hate that guy. Oh. Gummy actually brought up a good idea because um, we still have one more topic we're going to cover when Tony calls and then to close out the show. But uh, maybe you guys would like a little backstory real quick on my three panel guests. So everybody yeah. take like two or three minutes. I'll kind of give you the opera speech if it's going too long. But uh, 
Who wants to go first? Oh, I'll start. Yeah, off. quickly. Glad, yeah, I do. Quickly, tell us your right. past. Nigga. So it started off just being a, a kid going and getting drunk with my friends. And that uh, was cool. I started a band. We called ourselves IDK or IDK for I don't know because it was a stupid drunk joke. So we went <laughs> on with that. So we, we went along and we played this place called The Machine Shop. You guys ever heard about it? Oh, yeah. No. We brought some people there. It was awesome. And then the sound guy, Tanner, he was like, you guys fucking suck. But you brought a lot of people. So we went back and we t- we practiced for three hours a day for six months straight. We didn't take a day off. We did three hours a day. That's all we did. We eat, slept, and breathed just playing and practicing. Yeah. Then, obviously, we started gaining some traction. So I started getting, went through a hand, couple of, a handful of managers. And then uh, I hear about this band called Battlecross. Actually, we started um, this thing called um, the Flint Death Squad yeah. in um, Flint. So it was uh, like five bands, and we, you know, we did the buddy thing, and it worked great. You know, we we had an awesome time with it. It flourished, and then there, you know, like everything, it kind of weaned off. And then I heard about this band called Battlecross down in Detroit. I was like, oh well, these guys are cool. And then their manager approached me, and uh, uh, I controlled Velda. my band. So they were like, hey, I'd like to manage you guys, and you know, we can do some show swappings between Flint and Detroit. And we're like, cool, we'd love to get down to Detroit. We'd love to have you guys up. So we did some uh, show swapping. Uh, Heroin took hold of my band. So I was like, all right, well, uh, I got to reformat this band. And I reformatted it, and it didn't really work. So then I was like, well, Battlecross, I was at the time just filling in because uh, their singer Marshall was having another kid, and he had to drop out. He couldn't raise two kids on a traveling musician's salary because that's nothing. And he was like, man, I got to go. And I was just like, hey, I'll help you guys. I'm still going to do IDK because that's my baby. But, you know, it eventually came up. She was like, hey, you guys are going to get, you know, somebody's getting signed to Metal Blade. Let's join Battlecross and we'll make you guys, we'll sign to Metal Blade. And I was like, all right, let's do that. So I made my choice. And you 12 years later, uh, here I am. Nice. Good. Matt, go ahead. 12 years? 12 years, bro. I started Holy when shit. I was 20. Wow. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm I got I got I got to put that up because I'm 33 tomorrow. Oh. There you go. All right, Matt, you got 4 minutes. 4 minutes go. All right. Go. Well, he uh, took 3, so you got one more <laughs> you got one more minute just in case. As a young lad back in the uh, hard streets of Frankenmuth, Michigan. <laughs> on uh, that fudge. Yeah, oh dude, we were all on the chicken and the fudge. It was uh it was ripping the town apart at Daddy. the time. And your butthole. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, I had four friends that I went to high school with and we started a real shitty new metal band that, uh, we called it left and we were ripping off the Deftones and Limp Bizkit and Corn and Cold Chamber and all of that good stuff. Cause that's what was hot in the, uh, mid to late nineties. Yeah. And I started putting on hall shows and, and that's why I'm such a big advocate of the hall show thing because, you know, I didn't know who else to go to. So I just started renting out a hall on my own and charging five bucks for people to get in and they would come and watch our band. And eventually we kind of became the band to see in, in that area because I was marketing my shows at the same time as I was marketing my band. Yeah. Uh, that eventually grew into, you know, I, again, I, I lived in Frankenmuth. We didn't have a ton of resources around me, so True. we needed a record. So I bought recording equipment and I recorded our record that turned into other bands being like, Hey, your record sounds good. And people seem to be buying it. Can <laughs> I record, record with me? you? Yeah. yeah. So those kids would come to my basement and I'd make records for them. And, you know, slowly this thing starts to kind of build where I'm putting on shows and I'm, doing a recording studio and people know me as kind of this guy that can do all these different things so you know my network started to build and as as my network started to build uh you know we a friend of mine who was in another band that i I actually worked at a record store with we both had this idea hey why don't we take that five dollar hall show idea and just do that outside and just call it dirt fest 
And the reason we called it Dirt Fest is because it was in Birch Run, and the nickname for Birch Run is Dirt Run. So it's like, always been in, at Birch Run. Yeah, it's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be at. Uh, they used to have a carnival. I played it with car- there was a car- that, carnival. There was a carnival. Really? Hap- yeah, there was a, okay. that was a happenstance. There just happened to be oh, a carnival. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So so they were together. If you had the wristband, you were going in. Oh yeah, but yeah. but awesome. we started off in the Birch Run Park, where it cost forty dollars to rent the park for the day. Okay. And then we were charging people seven dollars to come and watch seven bands, and we thought that that was a great form. At. And eventually, my friend at the time, who, who uh, was my partner on it, uh, decided he was going to go off to med school in Louisiana or Mississippi. He, he moved away. I asked him, you know, you know, can I continue on with their fest without you? And he yeah. said, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. So that's when I started to take it and just build it. And all of these things kind of stemmed from there was no one else doing it. And yeah. so rather than rely on someone else to do it, I just did, did it. it yourself. I just did it myself. And that DIY aspect I think is, um, what got a lot of people to kind of respect me and come to what I'm doing and, and, and help them. Okay. So I think that that's what more people should be, you know, excited to do for themselves is not expect someone else to do it for them and take some initiative and do it for yourself because it can work. I didn't know what I was doing. I've stumbled a hundred thousand times. I've lost money hand over fist over the past 20 years of trying to do this, but it has to start somewhere and you have to make some mistakes to learn. And, and if you really want to do it, you have to get your hands dirty and you can't be afraid of those failures because the only failures are the ones that stop you. Otherwise it's just a, it's just a learning experience. And here we are now. Dirt are, Fest is yeah. one of the most popular festivals in Michigan. The most popular thing festival in Michigan and Metro 37 is one of the best studios. So. I, if you say so. Well, yeah. I had one of the dudes from Fall Out Boy in there the other day, dog. I think you we, good. Actually, we did have. Yeah, That's we did what have you one. did. I seen the picture. And there's, he was there's, cool. There's no bigger festival in Dirt Fest. Not in Michigan. Uh, not a Michigan-based festival. Not no. a Michigan-based not, festival. Not, I mean, yeah, as far, yeah. As, as far as heavy metal is concerned. Yeah. 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 No. For yeah. the hard rock yeah. heavy metal? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Perfect. Chad, we'll do your... Uh, we'll do your uh, Where'd you this. come from, look dog? At, look at Tony. Right on time is Tony. Uh, we'll do uh, you right after Tony. Do me. Do me. Somebody do me. All right. This should be Tony LaFucking Bree from Banana. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for taking some time, my friend. Oh, absolutely, man. Just say hello to Gumby and Dalton Hi, and uh, Chad. Hi, Tony. Hey there. Oh, all my favorite girls are on the show. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Literally licking your face. <laughs> are you still doing your live remote? Not right now, no. Okay. Just a little bit. Cool. Well, then what we'll do is, is quickly we'll touch base on two or three things quickly and just get your opinions, just some of the topics we've talked about. Uh, Tony, you, you obviously, you know, the radio the radio station as well, but uh, you also work with, uh, you know, working with bands at the machine shop and stuff. Do you see uh, do you see any problems with local bands? Is there anything that they you think they're doing wrong? Oh, God, where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> we've already and touched I hate on this to a be lot. Like, you know, negative, uh, but... It's really, I mean, obviously we all know the industry has changed so much, but with the industry changing, I don't understand why the local music scene has changed so much, but what I have seen over the years is a lot of laziness. I have, and I don't get it, why, um, you know, bands have just gotten lazy. I don't see them supporting one another. I don't see them going to shows just to support, to be there, to be a part of the scene. I don't see a scene anymore. Um it's pretty depressing. I mean, heck, on the radio station, we used to do a local show, but we stopped because, like, the well kind of dried up, and it seemed like local bands just really didn't care anymore. And, and, and I think a lot of it is just 
I have never seen a lazier side of the local music scene than ever before. Yeah. Yeah, I re- I used to hassle you all the time. <laughs> oh, I, God, yeah. Yeah, I, Eric and Carson, I used to hassle those guys. Oh, uh, Eric and Carson. And I love that, you know, and I, and I and a lot of bands, you know, you'd find you'd find real passion. And you know what? A great example is Pop Evil. I remember when Lee oh, yeah drove over from Grand Rapids before they were signed or anything and he just had a video for a song they did and I'd never met him before and he drove across the st- uh, the state to bring me this video just to show it to me in person yeah. and I was like where'd you come from he's like Grand Rapids I'm like you drove all the way from Grand Rapids to Flint just to show me a video and he's like yeah I wanted to bring it to you personally and I'm like wow that's like some serious dedication yeah. and hard work and proof that you're going to be a hardworking band that deserves a shot, and look what they did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you have uh, being not only the program director for Banana, but one of the DJs? What's your criteria like? I know you guys throw in some local stuff when you can, if it's good. What what, what does a band need to do to impress you when they send you some music to maybe get some play on Banana? I mean, it, at the end of the day, it boils down to the song. You know, I mean, obviously production and all that stuff is key, but. Um, it's just, it's all about just having a solid song, a solid book, solid, you know, and I want, I, I hate to say radio song, but I'm in radio. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess to say that is what you really need to be on the radio, you know, and uh, that's really the criteria. And it's been a long time um, since I've had something come my way where I was like, wow, I want to risk regardless of what like maybe corporate says or what somebody else says or whatever. And I want to stand out and take a chance with a band, but I really haven't had anything thrown in front of me in a while. Um, with that said though, um, you know, the guys in, uh, uh, no resolve started sending me some of their new stuff that they're doing. They've been recording with uh, Shane Grush out in Fenton and wow, man, they've got some stuff that is really solid. It, it, it may be a band that I actually take a chance for the first time in a long time and right go, on. I'm going to play this in regular rotation. I mean, it's really that good. Yeah, I, I know Oscar and uh, Oscar and Derek very well, so they've always been a really good band. Yeah, they've got some solid stuff going right now that's really, really good. One more, and I'll let you go, brother. Um, I know you guys You guys don't, Riff doesn't. A lot of people don't really support local as much anymore. I don't know if because the demand is not there. I mean, obviously, you guys know your ratings. I don't know if whenever you try doing local stuff, it bombs. But what what, 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 what do you think FM radio, internet radio, podcasting, what do you think those kind of avenues need to do to help local bands maybe make it to that next level? I mean, it's, I mean for us personally, like I said, it, it was just like the wells right up. Yeah, like, of so the good many stuff. Bands stopped coming to radio you know what i mean like they weren't coming to us anymore saying hey can you play us i mean there were some bands yeah obviously there was a few but i just think bands need to work harder and not just rely on just straight up internet and social media and everything like that get out bust your ass be a part of the scene and and work radio stations again call them bug them i mean that just doesn't happen like it used to and you can drive a station crazy enough that eventually they'll, they'll do something. <laughs> no, at least you know? listen. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's right. Sunday, awesome. 10 o'clock, I'm on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, man, right. uh, Tony, thank you so much, bro. You're someone that I've always respected. Uh, you've always been nothing but cool to me over the years, and you've been very supportive uh, for being a radio guy, of you know, supporting another radio outlet. Uh, thank you, brother. You've been uh, very supportive of me, so thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I love all you guys, obviously, and and, and how great job with, with what you've done with this uh, with this show as well. And 
you know, I, I hate to see it go, but man, you've done a fantastic job with it, brother. Thank so, you, brother. Thanks, thanks so much, again. Tone. All right, brother. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye, Bye man. Bro. Cool. Such a cool cat. We hit it off instantly. He was just such a nice, real person, man. So, all right, we're on time. Um, Chad, you got four minutes. Let's do quick backstory. Oh yeah. Uh, so I like m- myself. Uh, Matt, I grew up in a, in a small town called Port Huron, Michigan. We had no uh, ability to see live music because uh, nobody came to, to our town. So out of necessity, we created our own scene. I started playing guitar with um, some, some buddies of mine that I grew up with when I was, I don't even know, probably 12 and went through the the, the, the many of different bands that you go through from 12 to yeah. to whatever <laughs> to here to where I am now true but uh, you know we rented out halls and through hall shows and and uh, built built a little community there uh, in Port Huron and from that uh, you know the the last band that I was still in in, in Port Huron had uh, was co- that that broke up and I whatever is uh, was called airs and that was the first time that I hit the road and uh, we made some some splashes on the interwebs or whatever and we had done some some touring with bands like the used and motion city soundtrack and and stuff like that over the course of a year and um you know i'd come back home and you know teach all the bands around back home what was going on and throw bigger shows and things like that and then my band broke up and uh, i moved to texas to start another band and uh during that period of time i uh worked at uh, a shoe company called well vans i work for van shoes and i opened up a bunch of bunch of their stores down there in texas yeah. the band that i went down there to start playing music with just really wasn't happening so after that was you know after a year about doing that i came back home and started playing because another band asked me to come back home and play with them so i moved back home uh well moved back to michigan and i as like at 24 and was living in a uh, band members um basement the band was called mana and quail it was like a pop band something completely i came from like heavier <laughs> the stuff the band that stole yeah. my bass player yeah. <laughs> oh. yes yes the band that stole that stole matt's bass nice. player that is currently now in wilson um <laughs> So, oh. so yeah, so we uh, runs deep. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty creepy. It's so incestuous. Yeah, it is very much. Um, so we we you know started playing music, and I um, one of the guys in that band uh, convinced me to move out of his friend's basement into a loft in Pontiac, and I had no job and no money, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So there was this concert venue that was opening up across the street. I walked my ass down there one day and was like, "Can I work for you? And I'll do whatever. I'll clean the toilets." They're like, "Well, we need a bar back." So um, I'm you know, trying to marry these two things together. So yeah. So I started barbacking at the Crowfoot, and the barbacking turned into bartending, and the bartending turned into putting on some local shows because I had some knowledge from throwing things around, you know, all these different hall shows, and you know, I'd known a bunch of people in bands, so I'd throw local shows, and then that turned into an opportunity to become a talent buyer there, and that's what I've been doing for the past six or six or seven years at the Crowfoot, and um, you know, and our business has expanded exponentially from just being a, a, a venue in Pontiac to now producing shows not only in Pontiac yeah, I see but other all different over, venues now you guys do yeah all over the, the state of uh, of Michigan and, and then some and um, <clears throat> so th- with that being said while I was throwing a local show in the Pike Room uh, I was still in Mana and Quail I booked this band called Wilson out of Lansing and uh, they came and played and it was awesome and i was like whoa these guys are great i happened to have another opportunity for them opening up for a band called escape the fate and i said hey uh, the guy who booked it i was like hey can i get this band called wilson to open up for this for escape the fate we need a local right and they're like yeah i was like okay so i called the band up and i was like dude you guys did really great i would love to see you play open up the show fast forward to that day i said you guys are awesome man i'd like to help you out some more and they're like whoa our singer's quitting 
uh, we we just we started this to get free beer. So this that's is how you got the gig. <laughs> yeah, and they had only been a, been a band for like four months. Uh, this EP that they were about to put out, and the singer was you know still recorded on. So I was like, uh, I used to be in this like screamy band back in the day. I could yell. I could still yell, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I was like, can I try out? And they're like, yeah. And I tried out. I drove to Lansing and sat in a closet and, and recorded some vocals. And uh, ever since then, we've been a band. That's awesome. And then we've we've you know maneuvered members around as the band got serious because it was started literally by them to get free beer while one of the yeah, members was yeah. going That's to college. That's how it starts, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like any, every, you know, like right for me it was free the, beer and drunks. Yeah. <laughs> and because of, you know, so during that period of time, uh, everything in my life at that point, I was booking local shows and uh, not in a band that doing anything. And yeah. then now uh, that is just flourished into the business thing that I'm doing and the band thing that That's I'm doing. Awesome. But these are all testaments to how many moving pieces there are that really oh, are yeah. required to, oh, yeah. to actually see some success and some of that is way behind the scenes and some people just see successful dude in a band who gets to go out and play but they don't put all those pieces of the puzzle oh, yeah. together with, you don't saying, see the yeah. corpses in the background yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. there's a lot of work that goes into it and there's a lot of things that that have to uh you know be sacrificed or at least yeah. uh attempted in in that grand scheme of success because it it isn't just one straight path it's very windy and you have to you have to be yeah, yeah. in it for that long haul cool yeah all right guys one more uh one last actually quick break and then uh, we'll come back with some final thoughts man one more from wilson and then some testament back in a few Yeah. 
what's happening? This is Chuck Billy from Testament. You're listening to Hard Edge Radio. right there with Souls of Black and uh, before that we kicked it off with one more from Wilson off that new record we did a little give him hell that video looks fun I gotta say man did you guys have a good time making it yeah it was one of my favorites <laughs> yeah yeah I had a really good time awesome alright guys uh, this is the last little segment so uh, 
again, tonight's been a special panel show, something I've always wanted to do, uh, actually, this whole last four years once since I started it. Uh, on the panel tonight, again, uh, we've had Gumby from Battlecross. We've had Matt Dalton from Metro 37 and from uh, Dirt Fest Promoter. And uh, Chad Nicefield from Wilson and uh, Talent Buyer for the Crowfoot talking about the scene, talking about how we keep it flourishing, uh, the problems, what we can do to fix it, what bands need to do, advice. So it's just it's been a lot of fun. Getting a lot of good, uh, a lot of people saying, dude, this show fucking rocks. You should do this more often. It, information do you realize how hard it would be to do something this in depth? Like to get the right people who have, would have the right thing to say. There's no way I could do this more nah, than I maybe once every three, three months. Listening to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Don't guys, call um, anyone else about that. let's do this. Uh, final thoughts from each of you. So everybody take two I minutes. I started last time. You want to start down there? Ooh, reverse order. Ooh, Ooh there you go. Oh, man. Reverse cowgirl. Yeah. Two, right, minutes with Chad, two minutes with Chad Nicefield. That's all you need. That's, that's all I got. I had <laughs> to pay, I had to pay fifty dollars for my two minutes with Chad Nicefield, so you should all feel oh. lucky right now. <laughs> you got refunds, man. <laughs> uh, man, my final thoughts would just be, you know, I want to chime in on. Um, we've talked about our lives and what we do in the scene and things like this, but I don't think we've had a moment to really talk to, uh, about you, Howie. And uh, um, wow. obviously, I want to, you know, um, say congratulations on all that you have achieved. And it's a sad day that this is ending. Thank so. you, brother. Uh, but on top Thanks, of that. Man. You, you yourself are a beacon of exactly what the scene needs. And um, closing the door hopefully will open up another door for yourself. And hopefully uh, somebody else will walk through this door and continue to do stuff, the stuff that you have been doing. Because without people like you, um, there's there's no one talking about the things that are happening in a, in a format that's that's really um, digestible because you can be shitting or sitting around sh- talking shit at the bar with your buddies. Yeah. But like when you turn tuning in, you're div- you're to something like this. You're you're giving worth to to the topic you know yeah. without without it without a listener there's you know there, there there's no there's no dinner essentially yeah, so true. um with that being said i think that more things like this should be existing and more people should be tuning just the same as they need to come out to, sh- to the shows. shows they need to be they need to be listening and this is a great format for people to discover these bands that they might not know that exist so take the moment and you know like in, in the same thing we talked about with with um you know with 89x having the homeboy show yeah. and in the riff having you know playing playing local music I, i'm in one of the, the bands that yeah, you, you know that has rotation which yeah, is nice in yeah. in with the same with banana like you know like those sort of things when you tune when you when you deciding to tune in to, as a as a fan of music to yeah. listen to local music it, it's giving worth to it so if you're going to do anything support these sort of endeavors because it it helps everybody in the long run, you know, yeah, it gets the word out there. So I just wanted and to thanks, say in closing, thank you. thank you for, you know, doing what you have been doing. And thanks for having us here to chat tonight, man. Awesome. Um, you know, awesome. it's awesome. It's been awesome. Two minutes with Matt Dalton. Yeah. I mean, the, that there's that age old rhetoric of every band had to start somewhere, right there. Every, every band was a local band before time, they, yeah. before they kind of graduated to the, to the bigger stage. And so it is stuff like this. That's important to, to cultivate that sense of discovery that people are they are excited to discover new things you know what i mean and this is a great platform for that it just is like you know back in the day when you would look through a uh, you know a magazine of what of what type of t-shirts you could buy if you saw a morbid angel t-shirt and you'd be like oh cool and there's a cannibal corpse t-shirt and then i must love these other bands that are on the same page you know what i mean and those are just methods of discovery so you know being able to have these uh you know this is kind of a 
genre specific show i'd say i mean it's definitely hard rock well yeah it's always been hard rock and metal yeah Yeah. so i mean for anybody that's into that type of thing and and wants to discover that type of thing it is it is important for for shows like this to exist and and if this show is you know closing its uh door and and something else needs to take its place i think it's important that something does take its place soon because you have to have that outlet for people to to be able to um indulge in what it is that they love and 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 if what they love is the underground scene yeah the local scene you know what i mean that's what helps take that scene to the next level and um on a on a different point i think it's important to kind of point out that um you know the the four of us in this room we all know each other very well outside of this room and and everybody that called in tonight we all know those guys too and that's not by accident you know what i mean we're all good friends outside of just being in this uh you know this this panel thing and and again that's that's no accident because we're all actively involved and that requires us to become friends because we're all involved in this same thing so if 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 coming up you feel like you're an outsider hey how do i become a part of that click how do i get to be a part of what those guys are doing just come to the table with something that's of value and you're and we're going to need you you know what i mean chad's going to need you i'm going to need you gummy's going to need you and and howie's going to need you and tony's going to need you because every every one of our jobs requires other people to be involved in it as well we need good bands we need other people who run venues we need other people who run studios and all of that so so if you want to be a part of it just come to the table with something yeah true 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 two minutes with gumby gumby has the floor thank you for doing what you do thank you brother and uh i'll just like to say actually i got my start and how i actually thought i could become a rock star yeah not a rock star but somebody that was on the stages yeah uh the first local band i ever saw was a band called skin casket they opened for Hatebreed, uh their first uh off show at the machine shop i i saw those like whoa who are these guys and then i heard them on uh, a local radio uh on the banana on their local night and i was like oh my god who is that and then i went to a show and then i was like hey i could start a band and i went to that and i started as so that's that how started i started yeah. that's how i started that's how i was like i can fucking do this this is how i can do this and yeah. that's this you know be seeing a local one local band inspired me to become a local band and here i am i've been on 16 countries to 18 countries on three continents of the world playing music that's you know you can't you can't take that for granted i mean no, i know i sure. bitch about you know not making money but fuck i got a kid to pe- fucking feed and he don't get fucking paid on he don't <laughs> eat on my fucking wishes <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean true. if you put the it put in perspective of what i have seen i've i've seen um oh shit the jesus in brazil um, oh i would love to see yeah. that too man uh, i've been to the eiffel tower i've been to uh uh dachau freaking pro- concentration camp you know yeah. all because of skin of, casket yeah all because of skin casket. Casket. 10 percent, man yeah. no i know I, gabe, gabe will get it from you later but uh <laughs> <laughs> but it's just you know there's 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 things you gotta you know if you're gonna be a musician you're gonna eat shit you're gonna have to fucking own it you're gonna have to live it you're gonna have to love it but at the end of the day if you love it it's gonna make your your dreams you know you're gonna live your dream for a minute but it might become a nightmare but it's still <laughs> yeah it's still your dream to live yeah. and you lived it and when it. you're dead and when you're dying you're gonna be man 
I'm glad I seen all those places. I'm glad I talked to all those people. I'm glad I grabbed that one chick's ass. Yeah, that's true. One. But, well, yeah. you know, I try, I try to be a good boy, but I guess I don't have to be anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not no, anymore. <laughs> now I'm a swinging dick. Yeah, we're all having girls. Because of music, problems. but hey, whatever, you know. You, and it you is Gumby's birthday at midnight, right. yeah. ladies. I'll be at the oh, Greek shit. town later. Come on and give me a handy at the blackjack He's going to be a blackjack table. I might be up there too later. Yeah, yeah. But seriously. It'll be a white jack under the table. Yeah. As we wrap it up um, to all three of you guys again you're, you're not only people I respect but you're people that have been very supportive of me so to to Matt to Gumby and to Chad thank you guys thank you thank you for doing what you did thank Thanks, you man. very much it's a privilege to be here and again man um, let, let me wrap it up just quickly man uh, first and foremost I want to thank Olin Ezra uh, the owner of tapdetroit.com for bugging me for almost a year to do a metal show like almost five years ago, he was like, how he got to do a metal show? Man, I don't know. How he got to do a metal show? So because of him, and he gave uh, Hard Edge Radio a home for the last four years. So thank you to you. Gods of places like the Ritz and uh, Detroit Pub and Diesel who advertised like three, four. Ritz has been with us since day one, have advertised with us since day one. Uh, Detroit Pub did a two-year run. All Around Lounge did a year run. Life in Michigan and, and Powell Real Estate and all you people who have spent money and advertised and sponsored the show, thank you. Uh, to the fans, honestly, you guys, uh, we've done stuff on this on this show that no other internet radio station has done. We've had over 190 national interviews, um, local and regional bands in studio. We've been recognized by Mayhem Fest, where we got to come and broadcast live. I mean, the things- I did my interview with you there. You did. The things that I accomplished with an internet fucking radio show is amazing. And it's because of people like you, the panel, because of the people who listened to me and supported me, the bands who every week are like, hey, check out this fucking show. Just everybody doing it. So thank you to everybody from Detroit to, to all the parts of Michigan. We've had listeners in, in California and Florida and Arizona that were regulars. We've had a few people out of the country who actually gave a shit. Uh, Blabbermouth, you know, blasted out so many stories of the interviews I got to do. The support and the love from National Rock Review, you know, to, to help me get like getting like Slayer and I mean things that were just fucking huge to me, man. Getting some of these interviews. It's been an amazing run and again, I'm not the only thing that's ending right now is the weekly Hard Edge Live show. So I'm still going to be booking shows at Diesel, helping out Mike. I'm still going to be doing occasional interviews for National Rock Review. And once I focus on my life issues right now, I'm not saying Hard Edge Radio might not come back and be a, maybe a monthly podcast or a, a bi-monthly podcast twice monthly or something. It's just, you know, the, the live show is done and it's gone for now. So that's it, man. We're done. It was a great run. <laughs> it was good. So, Bye, buddy. All right, guys. On that note, Detroit's back is next. Thank you, Snow Bunny, for letting us go a few minutes over. I'm going to leave you with uh, two more songs. So we're going to do it. Uh, we'll keep it local. We're going to do some of the worst of, and then we're going to do some dismemberment from Columbus, Ohio. And that'll be it. So thanks again for these last couple of years. And uh, the panel, thank you guys again, man. You guys were awesome. Thank, so, thank you. Thank you for everyone listening. All right. Bye, guys.
This program is the intellectual property of Olin Ezra Entertainment, LLC, and